Hey guys, and welcome back to the Alternative Airplay uh, number ones uh, series. I haven't really come up with a uh, a catchy name uh, for this series, but you pretty much get what I'm talking about. Um, if you're new or if you've been listening uh, to these as I've been doing them, but um, if you need me to explain it, essentially what I'm doing is uh, running through uh, the Billboard charts for uh, Alternative Airplay slash Modern Rock. Uh, they've changed the name over the years, so I'm just referring to it as both so you know what I'm talking about. And uh, I'm just going through all of the songs that reached number one. Of course, you know, some of these songs were only number one for like a week. Some were number one for like 14 weeks or, you know, just a, a really long time. And uh, yeah, we started all the way back in 1988 uh, with the original inception of this uh, specific chart and uh, just been doing different sectioned off episodes. I did one on 88 to 89, um, just to cap off the little bit of the 80s. And then I did uh, 90 to 93, 94 to 96, uh, and then took a little break because 96 was uh, the year that I was born. So I figured, you know, I wanted to take a little bit of a break and do some year-end list. And then brought it back uh, earlier this year with uh, 97 to 99. Uh, just did 2000 to 2004 pretty recently. And today, you can probably tell from the title and uh, maybe even the picture, we're going to be talking about 2005 to 2009. And I think I said with the 2000 to 2004 episode that obviously I was becoming more conscious of, you know, hearing these songs on like the local rock stations and stuff like that. Um, but obviously, you know, I'm older in this, uh, this specific time period. So I'm even more aware than before. And I feel like, like since this point, since like 2005, I've just been pretty aware, not saying that, you know, I know every, I already knew like every single song on this list, but it's getting into that territory where I know most of them, whereas obviously with a lot of the 90s, I, I knew, you know, like some of the really big songs, uh, but there were, there were a lot of surprises that I, you know, just had no idea about, and uh, we're getting a little bit less of that, um, but, you know, Obviously, there is like a bit of a, when we get into some songs here, and I'll, I'll get into them as we go, but there's a little bit more of like a, a personal attachment with some of these songs um, that might affect my score a little bit, but that's that's kind of the fun of this. And, uh, you know, as always, I'm going to be giving each song a score of positive, neutral, or negative. Uh, so yeah, without uh, further ado, let's just uh, hop right in, as uh, the podcasters like to say. And uh, our first song we've got here is uh, Mr. Beck uh, with Epro. Uh, we've got Beck kicking off the episode here with uh, this super cool kind of like garage rock style tune. Um, I forgot about this one. I remember liking this song, and I believe it was uh, Girl from this same album, not when this came out necessarily, but like maybe I think I found it in like 2008 or 2009 or something like that. Um, but yeah, I like this song a lot, uh, even more so than when I was a kid. Um, it's got some really cool, nasty sounding electric guitar and some great like na na 
na na na na na. It's got some kind of anthemic, really simple vocals. And uh, yeah, I really enjoy all of his hits, to be honest. But um, this one is definitely uh, one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Um, not my favorite Beck song, but just, you know, the in terms of the bigger singles, like I said, um, he's just, I don't know, he's always had this cool swagger um, in his music. And I understand, you know, especially around this time, why like the alternative rock radio stations would just eat him up. Um, he's very marketable. He's like a little weird, but also like pretty accessible. Uh, so yeah, very positive. I, I love this one. This is one of my favorites, uh, definitely on this episode. Um, but yeah, moving on from there, uh, Audio Slave, Be Yourself. Um, some really good, just serviceable, heavy alt-rock stuff here. Um, like I've said before, the star of the show, as always, is Chris Cornell on the vocals. Uh, the way his voice is layered and layered and layered on the track is just marvelous. Um, he really was one of the goats, and, you know, obviously I can't help but feel kind of sad hearing this all this time later. Um, uh, great tune, though. Um, really great wah-wah guitar towards the end of the track. Uh, yeah, really like this one. Gonna go with a positive. Uh, then we have Holiday by Green Day. Um, I think I may have said this with Boulevard of Broken Dreams in the last episode, but, uh, either way, I, I distinctly remember having one of those old, like, course this was 2005 I remember having one of those old like dinosaur um mp3 players and it had this song on it and maybe like 15 other ones on it and uh, I would just listen to it over and over and over and over um and I would say this is probably the first time that I was like actively listening to something that um had anything to do with the punk genre although you know pretentious music purist would probably be like oh it's it's not real punk but you you know it's it's punk adjacent it's I guess you'd call it pop punk I, I don't know I'm not good with with genre names specifically but it, it's still a fun ass song and uh you know that guitar solo is great it's one of those guitar solos that for I guess especially for someone of my generation who plays guitar it's one of those solos it's like one of the first things that you learn and there's a certain charm to it because of that because of how like approachable it is uh so yeah uh positive for green day here then we've got nine inch nails with the hand that feeds um before doing this project i don't think i had ever heard any uh nine inch nails stuff after like the 1990s and uh, i was kind of surprised by this um it's some you know, kind of typical for them, kind of heavy industrial rock kind of stuff. Um, and you know, the, the guitar in this does feel kind of like a, a Ford truck month commercial. It's like a little bit generic, like in retrospect, but you know, thinking about this specific time and how it fits in, it, it's still, I don't know, I think it still holds up. It's still a really cool track, um, and I think it's a good version of that, like, macho for truck uh, month kind of guitar. And, of course, Trent's vocals are awesome here. Um, the drumming is on fire as well. Uh, yeah, really like this one. Very positive. Uh, moving on from there, we have uh, Beverly Hills by Weezer. Um, 
this is where I believe a lot of people got off of the Weezer boat, but uh, I remember loving this when it came out, uh, which, you know, I was a kid, which this is like the kind of song that like kids and teens and stuff are probably going to gravitate uh, towards. But, you know, to this day, I still think it's a, a pretty fine song. I mean, yeah, it's it's super dumb and cheesy, but it's just a fun goofy ass pop rock song to throw on it's definitely not their best hit it might even be one of their worst like hits which i like all of weezer's hits so you know this being one of the worst it's still like a good song in my opinion uh so yeah i'm gonna go with a positive for this one for the for the old wheeze uh moving on we've got foo fighters with best of you uh, this is a Stone Cold classic, honestly. Um, I've always really liked this song, but weirdly enough, watching Prince's uh, just immaculate Super Bowl performance, I forget which year that was, but, you know, he did a short cover of this song uh, among, you know, some of his own songs, obviously, and I think that made me appreciate this song a whole lot more. Uh, the vocal performance from Dave is super raw and emotional, and honestly, I think it's like a close second to Everlong is their best track. I would say Learn to Fly is also up there. Um, yeah, great song. Um, also, you know, the meme where he just goes, uh, The best, the best, the best, the best, the best, the best. Just someone just looped that over and over and over. It, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It just kills me every time. Uh, so yeah, very positive for this one. Love it. Uh, Feel Good Incorporated by Gorillaz. Uh, love this one. Kind of goes without saying. Um, I think, I don't know if it's still up, but I, of course I did the Gorillaz episode a long time ago where I ranked their albums. And I pretty much said the same thing there, but I'll say it again. Um, I remember being really fascinated as a kid at the idea of this cartoon band uh, blowing up like they did. Um, of course, you know, I got into the lore and the background on the fictional members, because uh, I just thought they were so cool, and, uh, you know, this song is just a classic. I mean, the blend of rap and alt-rock here to this day is completely irresistible, and, you know, of course, that bass line is just so iconic. Uh, one of the first things I ever learned on uh, guitar, and then, of course, you know, bass, um, and yeah, for that, I really cherish this song. Um, it brings back a lot of memories, and course got to shout out the rapping uh it goes really hard uh so yeah very positive uh then we have only by nine inch nails again um this one's not as harsh or industrial sounding as the other one from before um it's a lot more funky actually and it's got a little bit of that same like harsh attitude i guess but it's also very approachable at the same time um that bass line is amazing it's so thick and recorded so perfectly um it's kind of like a different side of the band that i wasn't really aware of um so you know judging off of this song and the one from before i kind of want to check out the rest of this record um yeah because i really like these two songs especially this one uh so yeah very positive uh then we have dead on arrival by foo fighters um this one's a pretty all right one uh from the foos um it's probably the most so-so song they've had in this series uh, thus far. And, you know, it makes sense why this would blow up, you know, because, like I said before, they have a very likable, easy-to-consume, like, classic rock quality to them. 
Um, but you know, I'm I'm not crazy about the song either, and we're gonna have some more Foo songs later on that I'm also not crazy about. Uh, spoiler alert, but um, I guess I would go with a neutral here because. I don't know. It, it just it just doesn't do a whole lot for me, but it's not bad. I'm not dissing it. It's just not... I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it. Uh, moving on. Uh, Loud-ass motorcycle outside. Uh, <laughs> moving on, we've got Hypnotize by System of a Down. Um, this song walks the line between being really pretty and also kind of unnerving. Um, the intro and that main recurring riff, um, especially, and then, you know, the vocals... I feel like they kind of play against, like, they're really dissonant compared to, you know, the instrumental being, like, sort of kind of pretty. Like, a little creepy, but mostly pretty. It's hard to explain. Um, I don't know. It's it's a difficult uh, track to describe, and it's one that I actually didn't think I had heard before this, which I might get crucified for, because I think it was kind of a big hit, but, I, I mean, it did hit number one, so... Not, it wasn't kind of a big hit, it, it probably kind, it was, I can't really talk today, but, uh, yeah, I would go with a positive here, um, it's kind of between a neutral and a positive, like, I'm not really sure how to feel about it, some, some days I, I'm feeling it, some days maybe not so much, but, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just go with a positive for today, uh, and then we've got a really great one from The Wheeze, again, it's, a Perfect Situation by Weezer, if I'm not wrong, this is kind of the one song on Make Believe that people seem to, everybody seems to agree on, and yeah, I mean, of course, I, I, I like Beverly Hills, but this is, I mean, this is not even arguably just a giant step above that as a single. Um, it's an incredible emotional tune, and uh, one of Weezer's best, no contest, uh, the chorus is ridiculously good um the guitar is absolutely wonderful especially the guitar solo which honestly makes me kind of emotional it's one of those rare moments where Weezer gets me a little little teary-eyed um and yeah it, it reminds me of that really loose and grungy sound they got into with Maladroit which you know I love because I did a whole episode on it and uh yeah very positive uh one of my favorite songs in the whole series no questions asked Moving along, we've got Wasteland by 10 Years. Uh, not a bad song by any means, but feels kind of like a continuation of that post-grunge or like that thing that like Bush was doing. It's, I don't know, it's hard to describe, but you just know that sound when you hear it. And I don't know, I feel like we're just getting deeper and deeper into the 2000s here, obviously, and it's just starting to get kind of samey. Um, if I was my age now and like going back then and I had heard this on the radio, I don't think I would have disliked it, but I probably wouldn't have thought too much about it. Uh, it's, it's all right. Um, I'm going to go with a neutral, um, definitely not a positive, but it, it's not bad. Uh, moving on, we've got, uh, Nine Inch Nails with Every Day is exactly the same. Funny enough, this kind of feels like the sound the last track was going for, uh, Wasteland. Um, it's that moody, cinematic, like 2000s, down in the dumps, kind of alt-rock thing. Um, of course, you know, with this, you've got some of those electronic, industrial, uh, Nine Inch Nails elements, but this feels, I guess, like a slightly better version of it. 
but also I'm I'm still not a huge fan of it. I, I it's fine. I would go with another neutral for this one. Uh, we've got uh, Worldwide Suicide by Pearl Jam. I've been trying to get more into Pearl Jam lately, which I think I said before. Um, still haven't checked out what I like to call the Avocado album, or I think a lot of fans call it that, even though it's not the official title. Um, but this is a song from that, and, uh, you know, I guess this being, like, my first taste from it, um, it's a cool hard rock kind of song that feels like a precursor to that dirty garage kind of sound they did with, like, the, the Fixer a few years after this, which... I guess they've been kind of doing songs like this forever, though, so I don't know. Like I said, I'm not, like, an expert on the band, but, um, yeah, I, whatever they're doing here, they're really good at it. Um, it's kind of by the numbers, but in a, in a really good way, and uh, I think it's a lot of fun, and, of course, you know, Eddie Vedder is the main guy who's allowed to do, you know, that yarling kind of voice that people like to make fun of nowadays, and I do, too, but... I think he does it best, and I think it's it's really well done. It's a great song. Uh, so yeah, positive. Uh, then we've got the Chili Peppers with Danny California. Um, I believe I've told this story before, but when I was a kid, around 10 years old, I had a mix CD with this song among some other like 2005 hits on it. And I think I had like a song from Ren and Stimpy for some reason. Um, and yeah, I would just play this song on a loop. Um, I really don't think I had ever heard anything like this as like a a 10, 11 year old, but I, I thought it was really cool. And, you know, now at almost 27, I still really enjoy it and I have a lot of nostalgia for it. Um, even if it is kind of like the prototype of the Chili Pepper song that people like to make fun of. And uh, also someone else did kind of point out that it sounds like uh, Last Dance with Mary Jane by Tom Petty, the... Black bandana, sweet Louisiana, mama was a hippie, mama double de dong It's got that kind of thing, but of course more like, you know, more in the chili pen uh, peppers, uh, chili peppers, like that banana bing bong kind of style that they do. And of course, the chorus is iconic. The California rest in peace. Um, yeah. Uh, very positive. Uh, I, I really like this song, and I know a lot of that might be uh, just nostalgia, but still really like it. So, uh, very positive. Uh, moving on, we've got The Tours. if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, it's Steady As She Goes. Um, this kind of goes along with uh, that White Stripes, Jack White kind of world, um, which, man, I might be, I might be an idiot, but I'm pretty sure this was like also his band. Or he at least played in the band. But yeah, it's it's in that like retro garage rock kind of style. And I kind of expected to see more of that going into this series. But regardless, I'm still happy to see the song on here. Because um, it's one of the songs I've always really liked. But I always forget about until I see it like on a list. Or hear it in like a Sheets gas station or something. Um, it, it never really gets old. It's 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 a good song. You know, the guitar is sick with it being, you know jack white related and the vocals have that cool angst to them uh so yeah positive then we've got uh miss murder by afi i remember people being obsessed with this song in middle school and i was kind of expecting it to be a little cringe looking back but you know it actually holds up really well um i hadn't heard it in ages but it's got that cool like upbeat gothic energy to it 
And for the most part, I don't really find it cringy in any way. Um, the instrumentation is heavy, it's kick-ass, um, especially the bass line and those little guitar breaks. Um, yeah, I'm actually kind of shocked at how good this song still sounds in 2023. Um, the chorus is super anthemic, uh, never really gets old. Uh, yeah, I love this one, honestly, very positive. Uh, then we have uh, <laughs> Animal I Have Become by Three Days Grace. Another middle school era song for me. Um, I remember having this on that MP3 player at some point. And uh, yeah, like I said before, when this band showed up, I think these guys, at least in these earlier days, I think they still kind of hold up. I mean, yeah, I know it probably spawned off like a lot of worse corny versions of it. But for what it is, I think it's great, kind of cheesy, like just heavy rock stuff that's fun, even with the kind of dark subject matter. Um, yeah, I still like this one a lot, honestly. I'm, I'm not ashamed. Uh, go with a positive for this one. Uh, then we have Tell Me Baby by the Chili Peppers again. I think I said before they're like the band that appears on this uh, uh, billboard chart the most. So probably not done seeing them. Uh, yeah, this one's difficult for me to decide whether I like it or not. Um, on one hand, this is some of Flea's best bass playing, but on the other hand, um, I kind of hate the way Anthony sounds on the verses, like with his rapping and stuff. I don't know, but the chorus is all right, too. Um, I don't know. I guess this is kind of the formula for a song that fits into that neutral territory, so... There you go. I, I guess it's a neutral. Uh, moving on, uh, we've got When You Were Young by The Killers. Gotta love The Killers for how good they mixed that 80s, like Springsteen-style Heartland rock with some indie rock, with some glam rock, and, you know, throw all those things together into this really tasteful soup. Um, it's kind of a shitty analogy, but uh, yeah, this is... I mean, it's a well-deserved hit of theirs, and it had actually been a while since I heard it, but it's aged really well. Um, I think Brandon Flowers has so much charm as a frontman, and it really shows with this song. Uh, yeah, positive classic. Then we've got Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. I mean, you know, I didn't even, you know... I feel like there's nothing I can really say about this song that hasn't already been said. I mean, it, it's kind of like the emo national anthem, um, the bohemian rhapsody of like 2000s popular emo music. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. It's, it's a very positive. I mean, I absolutely love it. I have a lot of happy memories with it, as I'm sure most people in my age range do. I mean, it was just a really iconic moment. Uh, the The band just just kills it. I mean, the guitar is wonderful. Um, yeah, the piano at the beginning is lovely. Obviously, Gerard Way's voice is incredible. He can really sing his ass off in this track and the rest of the album too. And uh, yeah, I mean, what what can I really say? I, I don't need to tell you that this is a, a classic two thousands rock song. I mean, you, you already know. Uh, yeah very positive. Love it. Uh, moving on, we've got Incubus coming back with Anna Molly. Um, first Incubus song on here I've liked in a while. I like the loud, bombastic, kind of garage rock approach that the band takes here. 
Um, I think it's a nice change up from some of those early singles that we talked about. Um, and yeah, I would actually listen to the song again. I mean, it's not reinventing the wheel or anything, but I think the uh, guitars are great. And uh, yeah, it might be my favorite Incubus song that shows up here, to be honest. Uh, yeah, positive. Like it a lot. Then we've got Snow, Hey Oh by the Chili Peppers. Uh, while I'm not wild about this specific era of the band, the song definitely has some of their finest and most iconic guitar work. That, you know, that little lick that just goes over and over and over and over. Um, I think it matches uh, Anthony's wild vocals incredibly well. And it's, I don't know, it's almost hypnotic after a while. And um, yeah, it really carries the whole song and it's enough for me to give it a positive. Uh, moving along, we've got Three Days Grace again with Pain. And, you know, going down this list, I may have spoken a little bit too soon about defending Three Days Grace. Um, I guess this one's all right, but it feels like it's starting to slip into that generic territory that I don't particularly love. And it's kind of the start of this little desert we're getting into the list here. And you'll see what I mean as we go. Um, it's not bad. I would, I would go with a neutral for it. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not crazy about it. Uh, moving on. <laughs> oh boy. We've got a uh, 30 seconds to Mars with from yesterday. Um, yeah, this one, this one is like the Morbius of music. And, uh, if you get that reference, then you you get that reference, and that's all I'm going to say. You don't need to hear anything else from me. I'm just going to give it a Morbius score. Not a positive, not a neutral, not a negative. It's getting a Morbius. And if you get that, then you get that. If you don't, then don't worry about it. Um, yeah, moving on. Uh, Nine Inch Nails with Survivalism. I like some of the weird, chaotic, thrashing instrumental they've got going on here, but... Parts of it also give me that annoying, like, butt rock vibe that I don't really like, um, especially on the chorus. I think the chorus is kind of annoying. Eh, I don't know. I like parts of it, though, so I would probably go with a neutral to, you know, balance out the bad and the good. Uh, yeah, moving on, we've got What I've Done by Linkin Park. A pretty fine Linkin Park song, if you ask me, but... I do think this is where I start to kind of lose interest in their music, um, which is funny because more than their earlier stuff, I remember this specific era of the band more than, like I said, more than the earlier stuff. But at the same time, you know, I have a lot more affection for the earlier stuff than this, even though obviously there is a little bit of nostalgia for this, if that makes any sense. I don't know. I would go with a neutral for this one. It's not bad, but I, I don't go out of my way to listen to it. Excuse me. Got the hiccups. Uh, moving along, we've got Icky Thump by the White Stripes. Um, this might kind of surprise people, but I actually don't love this one, despite being a bit of a White Stripes fan. Uh, I mean, it's fine. It's a decent track. Um, the guitar is always as interesting. It's cool. But there's always something about the production. Um, every time I listen to the song, there's there's something about it that just bothers me. And 
I can't really place why. Like, it's a little too wacky in ways that I just... I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan of the sound here. Um, but it's not a bad song. I mean, parts of it, like I said, are cool. Um, so I would go with a neutral for it. Uh, and this is also <laughs> going to make people kind of confused or angry. But um, I've got Paralyzer by Finger Eleven. And I've got this one at a positive. Even though this song is basically just like a more butt rock version of Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand. I still do hold some kind of affection for it. And um, I don't know. I think the band puts on a really solid performance here. The guitars are interesting. The drumming is fun. And I mean, I don't know. I like this song a good bit. I would go with a positive for it. Uh, then we have The Pretender by Foo Fighters. Um, I used to like this song a good bit, but I've kind of gotten tired of it. Um, not to mention the chorus. Uh, what if I say you're not like the other? It's just insanely repetitive. And I don't know, that probably doesn't help too much with me. Also, hearing the song so many times... Um, I don't know. It's it's an alright song, I guess. Um, I would go with a neutral for it. Uh, moving along, we've got Fake It by Seether. Uh, first negative, I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, first negative of, the, uh, of this episode. And, I don't know, this one's an example of that kind of, like I said, that post-grunge sound that's just by this point, this is what, like 2007, 2008? I think 2008. Uh, that sound just hanging on for dear life. And uh, yeah, I, I was going to go with a neutral and then I listened to it again and I was just like, nah. Um, the vocals are kind of grating after a while. The, you're such a fucking hypocrite. Uh, you know, I, I just can't. I don't know. It's maybe if it had like a different vocalist, it would be at least a neutral, but... I don't know, that, that straining voice kind of gets on my nerves a little bit, especially if I'm not in the right mood. Uh, yeah, definitely a sign that things aren't looking so good. Um, moving on from there, uh, Long Road to Ruin by Foo Fighters. Um, kind of a light positive for this one. Um, I think, at least at this point, I like the prettier side of the Foo Fighters more. Um, this one's not outstanding or anything, but it's you know, it's good. It sort of reminds me of the sound that they got with something like Learn to Fly, uh, that really soaring classic rock kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's like a light positive, like I said. Um, oh, God. Another negative here. Uh, it's Psycho by Puddle of Mud. Uh, yeah, I mentioned grading vocals before. Uh, this one's a Big stinker and uh, a big offender as far as the uh, grading vocals go. Um, it honestly sounds like he's taking a shit. And look, I'm not like... Uh, I mean, I don't know that much about this band, but... I mean, I did make kind of a defense for their song Blurry, which appeared quite a while back now. Um, but I, I can't really make an excuse for this one because it's... It's pretty much ass. I mean, he's doing that, maybe I'm the one, that kind of, I don't know, I can't really imitate it that well, but, uh, uh, I don't know, it's, 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 it's kind of trashy. Um, if they're, if they're gonna do that kind of post-grunge sound, I, I kind of prefer what they were doing with, like, Blurry, but this is just, uh, yeah, it's not, 
I'm not feeling it too much. Um, I'm going to go with a negative. Uh, then we have Seether with Rise Above This. I think Seether do have some pretty good songs. Um, I, I didn't really like the one before that I mentioned, but I think this is actually one of their good songs. I mean, you know, it's the same, almost kind of, almost the same kind of vocals, but I think they're better here. And um, I don't know, dare I say, even parts of this song are kind of pretty. Um, it's got a super melodic, almost like country pop rock kind of vibe to it, even though it's like a little heavy. I don't know. I was kind of surprised that I enjoyed this one as much as I did after, you know, their last appearance, which I wasn't crazy about. Yeah, I would go with a positive for this one, surprisingly. Uh, moving on, Pork and Beans by Weezer. Weezer coming back again. Um, this was one of the first Weezer songs that I ever loved. And, you know, part of that was probably thanks to the music video, which... If you have not seen, uh, go look that up because, wow, is it the most, like, 2008 uh, slash 2009 artifact that I could possibly imagine. Um, it's got all of the classic YouTube memes from that time, a lot of the ones that you have probably forgotten about, but as soon as you see them, you'll be like, oh, that thing, the... The, the hamster turning around dramatically and people doing lightsaber battles. I mean, it is just such a stupid music video. And it's honestly kind of a stupid song, but it's a knowingly kind of stupid song. I mean, it's it's literally a song about, you know, I'm just going to be myself and I'll eat my candy with the pork and beans. It's it's, it's a really dumb song, but it, it's dumb fun. It's just goofy fun. And... Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, but I've got to go with a positive, because I like fun. Uh, contrary to popular belief, I enjoy fun. So, Pork and Beans by Weezer, positive. Then we've got Let It Die by Foo Fighters. Um, got a ballad slash rocker here from the Foos. Again, it's it's nothing amazing, but it's not bad. Um, I had never even heard this song before, and somehow I was able to even predict the lyrics as it went along it just I don't know it's just kind of there it's like a little generic for me I guess which you know maybe I don't have any credibility because I just praised pork and beans by Weezer but you know it's my show it is what it is neutral let it die by Foo Fighters uh then we've got Coldplay with Viva La Vida I've told this story before but Coldplay was one of my first favorite bands um, and I got into them right around this era, like 2008-ish, 2009-ish, and looking back, I still really love this song, honestly. Um, I didn't realize as a young teen, with everything else going on, how much this really stood out among a lot of the other hits from this time. I mean, the strings are just lovely. Uh, the production, I think, from Brian Eno uh, is great. Uh, the atmosphere is just so dense, and it really feels like one of those old renaissance style paintings that they would use for artwork around this time for their albums and stuff and the packaging um which i'm not just saying that because of the lyrics kind of referencing that too but that does play into it uh yeah this one's just a classic uh very positive one of my favorites for sure then we've got believe by stained eh i know a lot of people would say this is straight up ass but i don't think it's that bad um, 
it's just like a melodramatic post-grunge kind of ballad. It feels pretty tired at this point. Um, eh, it's, it's neutral, maybe leaning towards negative. I don't know. It's, eh, it's a song. Uh, then we have The Offspring with You're Gonna Go Far, Kid. Um, this is the one Offspring hit that I would at least say that I kind of like. Um, it's got a fun, zany, kind of dance punk groove to it. And I guess part of why I like it is because of nostalgia. Because I had a friend named Zach in middle school slash... I guess this would have been around early high school almost. Um, and he really liked this song, so... And he would play it a lot, so I guess it kind of takes me back to uh, playing video games as like a 13, 14 year old with him. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's the one Offspring song, like I said, that I kind of like. So I'm going to go with the positive. Uh, then we have uh, Sex on Fire by Kings of Leon. I used to be a pretty big Kings of Leon fan, and I would say to this day I still really enjoy them. Um but I kind of lean towards the earlier stuff more now. Um, but I really liked this era when it was, uh, you know, coming out. And uh, this is probably my favorite hit from uh, Only by the Night. Um, the electric guitar riff is really spicy. And uh, I don't know. I just love their sound because it feels like they really took that garage rock sound that was so popular in the 2000s, like the early 2000s. And I don't know, they just... They've always had this cool, like, southern rock kind of spice thrown in. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not reinventing the wheel, but I really like it. And, uh, yeah, very positive. Um, I was jamming out to this song the other day. Um, I really like his vocals. Some people hate his vocals. I think they're great. Teach his own. Uh, then we have Shine Down with Second Chance. Uh, this one really takes me back to the days of watching music videos on VH1. Uh, this was on a constant loop. I think it was like number one on the top 20 uh, videos countdown at one point. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of an unlikely hit for Shine Down. It doesn't sound like a lot of their other stuff that's a lot more on the heavier side. But it's... Uh, I don't know. I like it. It's a super catchy, like, pop rock ballad, and I think the vocals are actually great. Uh, I think the drum solo, um, kind of in the climax of the song, is really awesome, actually. I think it's a great moment, and uh, yeah. I mean, some of this might be nostalgia, but I would go for a positive on this one. Uh, then we've got Love Hurts by Incubus. Um, this kind of goes back into the direction of the band, where I'm a little meh on them. Um, they really don't have anything I dislike. It sounds pretty much exactly like what you would expect an Incubus song named Love Hurts from the late 2000s to sound like. Just kind of a moody rocker ballad kind of song. Uh, it's a neutral. Uh, then we've got Brother by Pearl Jam. Uh, kind of strange. This got to number one and I'm gonna guess it was only for a week or so because it's like an unreleased instrumental, I believe. Uh, and I mean, that being said, it is a kick-ass instrumental. It's just more bombastic rock and roll with uh, some really groovy guitar moments. Um, I dig it, actually. Uh, I would go with a positive. Uh, then we have Kings of Leon with You Somebody. Um, I did get kind of sick of this song for a little while. I really loved it when it came out, and then 
I feel like you couldn't get away from it for like four or five years after. Um, but being removed from it now, you know, just listening to it by my own free will, I do like it again. It's almost got like an arena rock kind of YouTube flair to it. Um, like you can just picture this being played in like a huge arena and I'm sure it has many times. Um, yeah. I mean, everybody knows this one. It's a good song. Um, you know it. It's good. Positive. Uh, Anne Berlin uh, with Feel Good Drag. I forgot all about this song. Um, it seems to have kind of gotten lost in time because I don't really hear people talk about it anymore. But it's actually a damn good tune in my opinion. Um, it feels like this big crossroads between like emo, dance punk, and alternative rock. I don't know, it's it's difficult to describe, but it sounds even better to me now than it did back then. Uh, so positive. And uh, just a few more left here. Um, we've got Green Day with Know Your Enemy from the uh, kind of maligned 21st Century Breakdown album. Um, I think a lot of older Green Day fans kind of consider American Idiot to be like the last like great one. And then they were kind of lost after that. I'm a little bit younger than a lot of people that say that, so I kind of feel the same way, but about 21st Century Breakdown. I remember when this era, you know, started very well. I remember watching this music video for Know Your Enemy a lot on uh, VH1 and thinking it was a really cool song. It was, like I said, I didn't know a lot of like punk adjacent music, so it was still sort of like an entryway into that. And yeah. I, I still really like this song to this day. I don't think it's one of their absolute best. I don't think it's the best on that album. I definitely prefer like Last of the American Girls and uh, the title track. But still, really great song. Uh, I would go with a positive for it, uh, for the old Green Day here. Uh, then we've got New Divide uh, by Linkin Park. I kind of feel the same way about this one as I did uh, with what I've done that I've talked about before. It's it's fine. It's, you know, it was on one of those Transformer movies. And I don't know. I just don't really have much to say about it. Um, yeah, it's a neutral, I guess. Um, I remember seeing the music video all the time. Uh, believe me, I feel like they played that one a lot. But uh, yeah, all respect to Linkin Park. Um, this one's kind of a neutral for me. Uh, then we have Kings of Leon with Notion. Uh I mean, it. I basically already said, like, everything I needed to say about this era of the band with, uh, you know, Use Somebody and Sex on Fire. This one's got more of, like, a soulful kind of flair to it. It's a more of a slow burn kind of song. Um, I don't think it was number one for nearly as long as those other two songs. But, you know, I still really like the song. Um... I used the username Notion for some reason on a lot of like message boards and stuff whenever I was really big into forums as like a young teen. Um, so yeah, uh, I really like this song. Go with the positive. Uh, then we've got Uprising by Muse. This was the first time I had ever heard of Muse and I remember it being, I don't know, it was just kind of unique to me at the time. You know, in 2009, my palette was like not super expanded but I thought that they were an interesting band and um I had a brief period where I really enjoyed this album um I think it was kind of 
I think why it appealed to me at that time was I was in this transitional phase from being super into Coldplay, like I said, and then I was starting to kind of lean into getting toward into Radiohead, but not quite like a super fan, like I was dipping my toes in the water, and this felt kind of like a bridge. I'm not saying using Coldplay or that alike, but I mean, they have an overlap in fan, uh, fan bases, so um, yeah, I mean... Getting into the song, though, I think it's a good song. It's got that kind of stupid, like, we live in a society thing that Muse has been doing for a while now and just beating it to the ground, especially lately. Uh, but I think it's uh, I think it's a charming song. Um, I mean, parts of it, uh, you know, the chorus does kind of sound like Call Me by Blondie, um, which still makes me chuckle to this day. Yeah, positive uh, for Uprising here. Uh, and then the final song, um, closing out the 2000s, uh, next up we're going to have the um, 2010s, uh, final song of 2009, that was the number one, was uh, an Alice in Chains comeback song, it's called Check My Brain, uh, I mean, I like the Alice in Chains 90s stuff, obviously, but I don't know. This one's this one's not bad, but it just it sounds basically like an Alice in Chains kind of comeback song in 2009. I mean, it it just sounds exact like picture that in your head and that's what the song sounds like. Um so yeah. Um That's going to close out uh the 2000s and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope I brought back some nostalgia for you. If you remember these songs, uh, a lot of you probably do. Uh, and as always, thank you so much for your support. And uh, yeah, I will catch you next time. Uh, next up will be uh, 2010 to 2014. Uh, really excited to get into a new kind of musical landscape um, because... Feels like things are starting to get a little bit stagnant uh, for a while, and especially when we get into like 2012-ish, I think we start to kind of experience some pretty big changes. So I'm excited for those, and uh, yeah, I will catch you on the flip side. Yep, bye-bye. <laughs>